0: Welcome to Turn 15 Live, brought to you by Beeline Coffee.
1: We'll do it now. We'll do it live. I'm not
2: 50 years old. I know how a microphone works. <laughs> okay. <No problem. laughs> yeah, I,
0: I was just about to get into that, and then you guys interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously.
1: What is going on, guys? What's happening? What's Welcome up? back. This is Turn 15 live. We've taken a little hacienda Is, is that hiatus. Right, hiatus. I don't know. Shit. We took a break. We took a break. That's English. At <laughs> the end of the Sebring uh, track season, it was pretty brutal this year. It was. It's full of change and really hot weather, and um, we decided to take a couple weeks off. Actually, it's been like four weeks. So, uh, I, I think we've been pretty lucky.
2: I feel like when they announced on the radio that summer is today, which was, yeah, was that, yesterday, yeah, it's, it's all of a sudden like the humidity is, is, is real and it doesn't go below 80 at night.
1: Yeah, I know. I woke up this morning and I went out to get breakfast. I don't know what time it was, but it was morning time. and It was like 86 or 87 degrees and like totally soaked <laughs> before I got to the car. So if you work outside in Florida, I don't, I don't understand how you do it. You're awesome. But what it's, uh, we have a special guest here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben. How are you doing? Pretty good. good. Excited to be here. Okay. We're going to get into it a little bit later, but actually I'll let Will introduce him. And Tony's here. And uh, it's it's really hot, but we're outside in uh, Club 52. Yep. We got the fans going. It feels really good, actually. I'm, I'm used to this weather right here. Drinking, this is perfect.
2: Drinking beer. We got uh, yep. actually a full table. We got an OMP steering wheel with Rio's interior cleaner a bunch of beers, some water, <laughs> some random plants, some phones, some sunglasses. Yeah, exactly.
1: Why the hell do we have a steering wheel here?
2: It's off of a car that we could talk about okay. if you if you want.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So it's been a couple it's been a few weeks and things have happened and now there's a steering wheel on this table that you kind of alluded to on the last episode that we were uh that we had. So what is it? <laughs> so we the last episode I had said, "Oh, maybe
2: thinking about getting a Miata."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what you got bashed for?
1: Did you? Did, did we bash you for it? Just not, behind your back? No, I think no, we but, let him off easy. What I
2: remember, okay. what I remember is that you said, "Can we? Can we put Turn Fifteen Live all over it?" Oh yeah, say, yeah, 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 it'll be the, it'll, it can be a Turn Fifteen Live car.
1: Yeah, we're gonna logo it up. Yeah. Okay, so, so you got a Miata.
2: So it happened. Okay. I didn't get. I didn't just get a Miata. Ben and I got a Miata. Ooh. We. Split the cost <laughs> so happy <laughs> for you, too <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're, That's we're adorable a thing, we're a thing now
3: <laughs> How long have you guys been official <laughs> two dudes in a Miata? Yeah, but we've had it for about a month now Okay,
1: three weeks. Yep. Yeah, so it's a manual transmission car obviously and you don't drive transmission uh, manual cars, right? Correct, correct
3: uh, You're automatic you only so far and So, it's interesting, the reason why we kind of got in this together is because uh, we had separate goals, but they kind of lined up with with one car. Uh, Will was looking at getting a a track car, and I wanted to get into something that was manual so I can learn manual and kind of get... What better car to learn on? Right, right. So, we got something, uh, you know, no AC, no power steering, and uh, (laughs) ripping it up. Yeah. You know, we talk about the heat in summer uh, in Florida, and now we get to really feel it if we... with, without AC,
1: so that's always uh, that's a good time. Well, I mean, you don't need AC when you're going, what, 62? What's the top top <laughs> speed on that thing? <laughs> you know,
3: it, it redlines probably uh, 85, you know, before you start shaking apart. Downhill. Yeah, okay. I think right.
2: I, I think I had it up. No, we won't talk about speed, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: I'm still well, learning, so.
3: I can tell you it this. It, it, it,
2: it does start to feel uncomfortable getting closer to the top of 5th. Well,
1: it's a, so it's a five speed, right? Yeah. So it's a 91. One. What's that? an NA? Yes. Yeah. A chassis code. So what's the weigh? I don't know.
2: 2,500 pounds. So the funny thing about this is like, we just dove right into it with very, very little research. I mean, there's no secret to it. There's a lot of people that have either started with Miatas or gotten addicted to them one way or another. Um, rear wheel drive it's manual it's it's slow as all get out but it's a totally different driving style i Mm -hmm. mean you you learn so much from a car like this or uh, s2000 porsche
1: 944
2: Mm -hmm. you know just just something simple slow Mm -hmm. rear wheel drive um you know you you'll learn momentum driving Mm -hmm. and so i set out to to want to do that be able to have a little bit more under my wheelhouse I guess and um you know Ben and I were just kind of I don't know we had talked about him getting a vet or a Miata and we were looking at budget and you know then he had been on Craigslist for a while you had been on there for a good while
0: what section of Craigslist though (laughs) um (laughs) missed connections
3: yes man looking for (laughs) other mans
1: Miata's man, Miata bands <laughs> <laughs> We found them. <laughs> but the it's it's actually modified already. I, I, oh, today's so the first great. day I got to see it. So first thing I noticed was, well, I guess we should set the scene. It's in the garage, it's on jack stands because the guys are kind of going through it and looking for some leaks and what they can clean up and fix. First thing I noticed was the Tane coilovers. So, yep, uh,
2: fully adjustable coilovers,
1: fully adjustable, bright green. Anodized uh, coilovers. That's their signature look. So uh, that's the first thing I noticed. Um, then also the very, very tiny rotors and, and really cute calipers on it. So It's got a roll bar. Yeah, the roll Some bar. Nice that's wheels? Yep, that's too. What's
3: the
2: uh, hard dog? Something like that, right? Yeah, it's hard a dog. hard
1: dog.
3: Yeah. Diamond or double diamond. Something. What, the, the harness bar? It's or the roll bar? The, the roll yes. bar.
2: Yeah, so it's like the most robust one you can buy. It, it's uh it's like the legit track one you can put the harness bar across in the back, uh, but the nice thing about it is look i mean, we're talking um, what we bought it for twenty 20- we're
3: in it for twenty three hundred dollars total between the both of us, so eleven $1, fifty a person nice and solid we've talked about uh modifications that easily, if bought new, will total more than what we're into the car for. So, um, we actually had a really good opportunity trying to get everything uh, looked at today. Where We were able to find a couple other things that the previous owner had done uh, with bushings and a lot lot of things like that. So, uh, we were able to discover some pretty good things as as well as some other things that are not so good uh, with
1: some oil leaks and stuff like that. Which is going to be expected. How many many miles on it? Uh, Cool, 200,000. Can't ask for anything better than that. Right, right. Uh, I mean the The toad was up, so I got to take a look, and it's spick and span pretty much All, uh, you know it's it's really clean, obviously, the previous owner had did a lot of deletes. you know you notice how much room is in that engine bay it just the engine the four cylinder looks so tiny in there, About a little one point six you said yeah one six oh, yeah okay. plenty of power
2: lightning uh, fast okay. No, I mean, look, look, the bottom line is, like, the best part about it is it's really, there are are very little things that we have to do to it. So Mm -hmm. the nice thing is, like, you know, yeah, it's got the coilovers, and we knew about the, you know, the the power steering delete and um, the wheels, exhaust, you know, whatever, right? So what we just took the wheels off for the first time and just started laying under the car and looking at everything, braided stainless lines. I thought we were going to have to do that. but It's done poly bushings on every control arm it i mean come on this is great it's
1: got a cherry bomb on it i think <laughs> for what i saw
2: yeah uh, you know it's it's i don't know it i'm excited to get it on track but um, no, nothing better than the timing that we have of the summer because we get the opportunity to do this we're we're stripping it down cleaning it up looking for leaks getting it ready for for track time he's getting to play with it um pick up his, his heel-toe ability, and, um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Because, like, look, we could turn it around and not lose a dime on it today. Yeah.
1: I, I sell suspensions that cost more than that car.
2: Yeah. That's like <laughs> a third of the price of the exhaust on it's, your turbo. It's, it's, or a single wheel for a 911. Yeah.
1: <laughs> to, to get that kind of a car with all the goodies that you got, I'd say that's a pretty good deal. That's pretty solid. Even if it had issues, it's you can't really complain about that. No.
2: I mean, the whole engine and trans on Craigslist for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if it runs,
0: it's worth fifteen hundred bucks, no matter what it is, in my opinion.
1: That's a good point. Right. Anything that runs, yeah, and you can also LS it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Monster Miata. Do,
2: yeah, we could do
3: that. What's interesting is I'll I'll talk to friends and family about the car, and uh, I'll say how much I got into the car, and they'll say, "Well, it's it's really cheap," and I'm like, "Yeah." But when you're buying a car that's built in the early 90s, you really don't care about your initial cost. It's uh, upkeep and uh, what's going to break that I need to fix. And with us not having AC, no power steering, my compressor is never going to go out. My (laughs) power steering pump is never going to work. So don't got to worry about fixing that when it goes out or
1: anything breaking. So I should just start pulling shit out of my car now before Correct, it correct. Okay. AC is just a ticking time bomb for you to have an <laughs> expense. So just rip it out. Well, that's cool. Are you excited? To, so what are you going to do first? I'm going I'm to assume you're going to autocross the car first. Right. So
3: we've spent a little bit of time just, for me, just learn to drive. Uh, I think I've taken it to work you know, probably once once a week. Uh, we will alternate who has the car uh, kind of on a weekly basis. But definitely the first uh, real uh, driving experience would be something with autocross that's a little cheaper for me to get out for example if i'm going to take down a sebring it's the yeah. costs are adding up there whereas yeah. uh autocross is
1: some a little more accessible uh, for me to get into i think three weekends at sebring would have that's how much you paid for the car yes <laughs> so yeah autocross is where it's at for sure on that car
0: well they they have a separate track that the miata guys usually run at sebring they have the sebring short course that the miata guys run don't they
1: well yeah there's a few different variations of the track I've actually
2: never run the short course. I have um, in Forza, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm excited to run it uh, on the long course. Look, I mean, I don't care what car you have; you're still going to sit there and wait to accelerate on the front and the back straight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's plenty of interesting things that that'll still occur going through a full course at Sebring. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the great thing is we can throw this thing on the trailer, even just a U-Haul rental and and tag it behind behind the truck and go anywhere i mean we for for nothing yeah that that's a poisonous plant tony don't oh.
0: don't
1: put your oh, mouth sorry. on that <laughs> <laughs> why you, would you have that out here I, <laughs> how many times have you told tony don't put your mouth on that yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: more times to count
1: uh, uh, so you know cars that for the the price that you got it when you said you got a miata i'm picturing like the 240 guys like you know, no front the, bumper. Well, okay, no front bumper, but like the the door White is blue, fender. the back bumper is black. You know, the quarter panels red. But this car is—it looks like it's been repainted by the guys probably before it. Uh, well, it's it's definitely been repainted, but it's At all one color. Places, yeah. it's all one color. It's got a nice set of wheels on it, um, four lug. You know, it's got all the '90s JDM goodness on it. I like it so um, well done. I like it. Thank you. I really do like it. So Ben, you proud for you too.
2: You have um, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You've been uh, you've been not a car guy your whole life. You're you're at a table with a bunch of car guys that have been doing this a long time. But you tell us a little bit about why you're here. Why why are we doing what we're doing now at at this time in your life? And what what is like getting you all
3: excited about doing all this? Well, it's interesting. Like you're saying, I uh, I was never really into the car scene i have uh, i've owned cars for many years so in that aspect I'm pretty much a car veteran but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know getting into an enthusiast kind of uh kind of scene it, it, yeah it's something i'm I, I haven't been in before and it's, it's just interesting for me to try to get into the scene now you know being you know married and, and older that kind of stuff
2: you got a pretty long commute so you, you, you tell me about podcasts you listen to um you talk about Vinwiki a lot.
3: Yes. Yeah, I'm what Wiki? Like Vin, the Transformer?
0: <laughs> the yes. Lamborghini salesman guy, right?
3: That oh. is correct. Um <laughs> I watch I, I I I'm more active on 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 a YouTube platform as opposed to mm-hmm. like forums. So, I enjoy watching a lot of the uh the car YouTubers. Uh, oh, we yeah. actually have a a, Same here. a good amount of uh people that are uh in Florida that are that are pretty large, but is one that I've been and watching and enjoying that so it's it's interesting trying to get into this scene later in life as opposed to uh you know some of the, the younger guys that have, can start as a teenager when you know they're just wrenching on with their dad which is a really cool experience for people right yeah, but,
2: but look i mean like it's actually i don't know it's better now that there's a lot of information out there right i mean you talk about youtube you and i were emailing back and forth diys for this car uh, as as much as i know i still don't know what a the, the inner workings of a Miata, right? So I mean at the end of the day, nuts and bolts are all the same on every car and suspension, suspension, engines and engine, but uh, you know, some of it's a little different in each car. So, you know, we I was amazed how many DIYs there are and how easy this car is to work on. I mean we, we knocked out half our checklist in an hour and a half this morning, thinking it was gonna be like an all day affair.
3: Yeah, it's really simple to work on um I am in no means a mechanic nor am I mechanically inclined uh but when you start working on these older vehicles that you know are less electronic and more uh nuts and bolts it kind of makes sense for the average person who's not really uh you know a car guy or whatever it's easier for me to to get involved so the barrier of entry is has been pretty low for for what I've been trying to get accomplished
1: yeah it's good platform i'm really happy for you
3: guys You guys are so cute. Yes.
2: (laughs) Do you think? Do you think I'll be able to convince you to drive Sebring at some point?
3: We'll talk about it, but let's start with autocross. But
1: yes, I have a feeling it'll. I heard a yes there. It'll it'll happen eventually. Uh, There we go. Why not? Cheap investment, big thrills. So, speaking of Sebring, um, and kind of, I I think it's inevitable that we discuss this, but um, on my personal page. Uh, a week or so ago, kind of got into talking about some incidents going on while we've while we've been away. But um, there's been some street racing incidents that happened here in Tampa Bay. Uh, street racing happens all over the the world, for one. Um, but some of these hit close to home. Um, if you guys don't know Tampa Bay area, if you're listening from elsewhere, but there's this uh, beautiful stretch of, of of land called Bayshore. Just off the water in, in downtown Tampa. Um, Tony can talk about that. That's where he's from. But um, ver- So what is that? Is that two-lane road? Um, each So four lanes total?
2: Yeah, four
0: lanes total,
1: two-lane divided.
2: Yeah, it's got a pretty big median, mm-hmm. and it does not have any straightaways. Yeah.
0: No, there's was no the stretch of it that's straight. It, it was 40, and I think they recently just lowered it to 35 due to this whole
3: deal. Right. It's also the longest uh, pedestrian
1: walkway in in, uh, the, in the U.S. in the US. Yeah. So it's known for uh, you know it's known for people running, um, getting their exercise. Uh, lots of five k's, ten k's going half on. marathon, half marathons going on I've there. Done that. Um, parades. Uh, yeah. All right,
2: that sounded that was a little. <laughs> yeah, you guys. I've you done be it I love marathon your part.
1: five on marathons. I've done that by myself. Hold <laughs> on. Thank you. You, you Miata guys love your parades <laughs> I just, too. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I, I have
1: run a half marathon on Bayshore. It's miserable. But, um, it, I guess what we're trying to paint a picture of here is it's not a it's not by any stretch of the imagination the place that you want to be street racing, let alone going fast. Um, you know, it's a it was forty five miles an hour, but I mean it's so beautiful in that area anyway. I don't know why the hell you wouldn't just. Take a look up and look at your surroundings because you have beautiful homes and water and very, anyway, very people, heavy pedestrian beautiful people. Yeah, beautiful people. The South Tampa. You got guys like Tony taking their morning jog out there. Jog, um, jog, soft walk. <laughs> so, <laughs> brisk. so brisk. So what pace. happened was, you know, here we are. I think we we we've settled wh- where we're at. But um, on Bayshore, um, I, I got an alert on my phone as pretty much everyone uh, here did um, from the, no, uh, the local news station saying that there was a bad accident and two cars that were allegedly street racing uh, made contact and hit uh, a mom crossing the street with her baby girl in a carriage. And the mother uh, passed away at, at the scene and they rushed the, the 21-month-old baby girl to the hospital um the father wasn't there the father was i think out of town or something on i don't know the exact story so I won't, I won't say what i don't know but the father wasn't there um they were just out for a stroll crossing across um Bayshore. and uh, they weren't in a crosswalk and that's a highly you know it, this has nothing to do i'm not going to get even get into that but you know at the speeds that you're supposed to be going you should still be able to see her um, and, and as many people cross that road, Tony, you can probably talk about that too. But yeah. um, she crossed the road. There's a Mustang in one lane and a Nissan Altima, of all things, in the other lane. And they're swerving in traffic and going at a high rate of speed. The Mustang, uh, when they applied the brakes, was going 103 miles an hour mm-hmm. 103 miles an hour in a 45. So Stri- that's,
2: that's like a weird number. right Right. how like i'm sure a lot of people including myself i know my dad when we were talking about it uh, a couple weeks ago we were like 103 right was this a forensic thing right just kind of arrive at 103 where are we getting 103
1: so so 103 miles an hour so actually i'll to to explain that people that that were there like i said it's a busy street people that saw it estimated they were going 70, 80 miles an hour, maybe 90 miles an hour. Obviously, no one really knows. They just hear a, hear a lot of commotion, and then they see the car zooming past them, and they're like, holy shit, these people are going fast. Well, what Ford and Ford technicians were able to um, find out, um, the ECU stores information all the time uh, in different for different reasons. And um, then it constantly overwrites. And, you know, whenever, if something happens at track, uh, you know, if you ever get a check engine light, it's because there's a problem and it takes that little bit of information and stores it. Well,
2: like a timestamp, a timestamp, like an event, yeah. uh, an event record. So it it's takes, like a freeze frame yeah, data. Of it takes what? a snapshot of what's going on.
1: Yeah. RPMs, you know, pertinent information to what's going on. So uh, essentially what happened in a, in a, an accident like this that doesn't necessarily happen on your normal traffic stop is there is a fatality and then unfortunately later two fatalities that came about from this accident so they were able to get into the ecu and determine that the car was at 103 miles an hour before at the moment that the driver hit the brakes so that's how they know that's where 103 miles an hour came from
2: so it's brakes not airbag deployment Tony, no. that
0: a- it's airbag deployment.
2: It's airbag deployment. It's
0: the actual, it, it, this was a 2018 Mustang, I it's believe. It's a brand new GT 5.0. And the car has an airbag control module in it, as most cars do with airbags. And the airbag right. module apparently here. is one of those things. A fault code can, can create a data point, and an airbag control module can create a data point as well. And what that does is the airbag was deployed, so it created a data point in which they were able to go to the ECU and see that he was not on on the gas, on the brakes, exactly what speed the vehicle speed sensor was registering as well. So that's how they found that out, was through the airbag control module and then going into the ECU and lining him up.
2: So I don't don't want to get into too much of the technicals here, but are we saying that 103 was airbag deployment? Yes. So we were north of 100. Yes. Way north of 100, because you can drop pretty quickly – in newer cars like that, you know, whatever. I mean, that's
1: this poor girl. Okay. So (laughs) the mom crossing the road was 24 years old and had a just under two year old girl and they're out, you know, jogging. Can you imagine what that impact would have been like? And, you know, I I don't even want to think about it, but the the point is, you know, and, and, what got me super upset and very uh, you know I think what resonated with a lot of us is we 're at that age now. Some of us have kids, and um, it doesn 't matter if you have kids or not. A-, a baby was killed with their you know with, with their mom <laughs> over over something silly that all of us at one point of our life have has done over hundred miles an hour in our cars we 're not perfect, um, but these guys decided to do it in the absolute worst place you can ever do it. Um, which has stirred a lot of commotion and it's stirred a lot of conversations um, about street racing. You know, these guys, uh, you know, I talked about this on my personal page a couple of weeks ago about what the media calls street racing and what I call street racing. Tony, you probably, you know, and and well, too, Um, we've been to the street races before and it wasn't exactly what was taking place on Bayshore. Um, no. I, I basically described it as these two kids striving like an asshole um, the driver was 19 years old I think um, there, there was three people charged in this event the driver was 19 their brother which was a passenger was 18 and then the driver of the Altima I think was 17 years old so we're talking fresh out of high school or maybe even in high school I don't know you know when I was that age my adrenaline was pumping too I was doing stupid things in my car but got Jesus I was not doing it on Bayshore Avenue and the discussions that have come up from this is you idiot you should be doing this on a you know on the interstate or you should be doing it on a different road and you know people then start to justify street racing on their safe ways to street race and you should be doing it this way and then what the good thing that came out of this whole tragedy is it got people talking about the real issue that street racing is You know, back in the street racing days, and uh, for us, you know, two thousand, early two thousands, you know, it was huge. It was huge, and actually, I'd argue that it was actually safer back then. But um, more and more, it attracted more and more people, and you have bigger, bigger crowds, more chances of people doing something stupid and getting hurt, and ultimately, it blew up. The Fast and the Furious came out then holy you could not go to any any meet or street race without seeing easily double triple the cars most of them being you know ricer cars you know Mm -hmm. um and that's not to knock honda guys but it it attracted a whole new crowd of people who wanted to fit into this culture that was street racing and street racing is a culture um, but it's been infiltrated by people who are just you know into the whole into the other side of, of the scene which is you know the music and the lights and the body kits and all that stuff and then they want to go out and race you know versus a, a a veteran that's been doing this for a long time in a six, seven, eight hundred horsepower car um, that's not a good mix a uh, bunch of rookies and, and veterans out there
0: and you could even argue that the type of street racing that you saw in the movie Fast and Furious was leaps and bounds safer than what happened in this situation
2: well when you have like 10 gears in your transmission that is true you're you're <laughs> able Vin to Diesel. handle that a little bit better yeah, yeah but it was you know it was
0: through out. an abandoned district late at night four or five cars streets closed pizza boy yeah find another way home they we did. did they had the streets blocked
1: off <laughs> yeah <laughs> we used to we used to street race in the waste management district back in in Bradenton Sarasota area I don't know if they're still out there or not but
2: like who would be out there at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah like
1: it's you know, it's a huge,
2: it's 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 a big, a what, big lot. What time, what time of the night did this happen? Because I used to live down in South Tampa. Well, here's it the thing. In, it did not happen at night. Yeah.
1: It happened in the middle of the freaking what? day. It happened at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 1130 time, in the morning.
2: Yeah. I just assumed it was at
1: night. No. no. Never, was during never the day. read no. the details on that. No. And this is, this is kind of my point. A lot of people in the commotion and all the arguments that have come from this is, you know, uh, there the blame is starting to go towards the mom crossing the street. Why wasn't she in a street in and in a crosswalk? This, I that, can talk and the other. About that, Yeah, which Tony, you can expound on that. But no, it, this was in the middle of the day, which is why this this family was crossing the road. Oh, not, man, I have not no in the idea. But yeah, talk so talk about the crosswalk thing that everyone's kind of trying to trying yeah. to blame this on her. So, Bayshore is
0: a two lane each way. It's actually four lane divided highway with a pretty good size median, probably enough to fit two cars in. And throughout the length of Bayshore, there are places where you can turn on the side streets. And every one of those cutouts where you can turn with a car, there is also a break in the sidewalk where you, if you are running or biking, you don't have to bike over the curb. Right. There's a cutout there. So they technically consider that a legal crosswalk, even though it's not a crosswalk.
1: In the traditional sense. Yes. Right. Even though
0: it's not like technically marked with a sign or flashing lights or anything like that. Um, they consider that a legal crosswalk, and that's exactly where she was crossing. So technically, at just th- if you think about it, she was crossing at an intersection with no stoplight. Basically, is where she was at. Yeah,
1: it, not expecting two cars going 100 plus miles an hour to be speeding her way. No, even if she did, you know, miss them out of their peripheral. I mean, how quickly does that happen?
0: Very quick, um, especially if you're if you can't judge the speed or if you've got headphones in because you're on a jog. Right. Which she, I'm assuming she was. It, it looked like a jogging stroller, like one that you would jog behind. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. She she didn't necessarily do anything wrong, and they did, so they're going to pay for it.
1: And I think they're going to try him as an adult, too. They have, yeah. He's going to be tried as an adult. Um, you know, it, this whole thing sucks, man. And my my mind is scattered because I'm so angry and I'm so sad for this um for this father now who's lost his wife and his, and his child. My God, I can't even, I get, I get goosebumps just talking about it now because I'm, I'm upset. I'm emotional. And it's just, it's not fair. And it's all over something that was completely, uh, avoidable. And I think that's what pisses me off right yeah. now.
0: Well, the dynamic of Tampa is a lot of young kids with high horsepower cars. Um, especially in that area, I guess this kid lived like a block off of Bayshore and was given a 2018 Mustang to drive fresh out of high school great job guys yeah so <laughs> um it, with geographically speaking i guess the closest track to tampa is i guess you could say sunshine,
1: you have sunshine yeah
0: sunshine in clearwater or pinellas park
1: it's i think it's pinellas th- park, 30 45 minutes away. yeah
0: and then you've got bradenton if you want to race quarter mile which is an hour an hour away so it, the big argument online seems to be oh we need a track in tampa blah no, blah, you don't. blah 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 <laughs> no you um don't. I it would, would be say great but. if you want to street race someone. It, eliminate as many variables as you can. Like make it three o'clock in the morning. Make it on the Gandhi Bridge where there are absolutely no pedestrians. It, it's just a stupid idea.
1: And that that's the that's the feeling from the I would say the veteran street racers. You know the friends of ours that I've had a lot of conversations with people um, over this, and you know that's the that's their opinion. And to say, "Hey, dude, you should you know do it if you're going to do it, do it right, yep, and then I also the other side of my brain says, Well, no, there is no right way to do this it's It's illegal for a reason because they're trying to save uh protect you, yes, you can eliminate you know hitting hitting pedestrians crossing a road at that time because there shouldn't be anyone out there, but what's going to happen when a deer comes you know we're in florida here there's there's all sorts of wildlife that crosses the road at any given time." Gator. Gator. <laughs> uh, but, so what happens when that happens? What happens when uh, a wildlife comes out in front of you and jumps in front of you and you lose control? When you call the cops, guess what? You think they're going to be there in, in 30 seconds or less like you would if, if you were at a track? Sorry about your luck. You're yeah. going to be hurting. What happens if you, your car flips and you're not able to get to your, your... You're in there and you're in deep trouble. You're passed out. You're fucked at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus at a track, you know, that's the other... It's the other part of my brain. It's the safety aspect. It's not to 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 rain on anyone's parade of of street racing. It's just it's not Whoa. safe.
0: Also, I've I've seen this this weak ass excuse going around too about how some people may be a little bit embarrassed of what their car runs when there's tons of people watching at the oh, track. Whatever, But I can solve that for you right now. No you can write N <laughs> slash T on your window next to your number that they shoe polish on the car yeah. and they will not show your time on the scoreboards. Huh. It I will only that. print out on yeah. the ticket that you get at the end of the track. That is it.
1: So a lot of, te- a lot of teams do that NT because like uh, grudge when racing. grudge racing, um, a lot of uh, companies that develop products may not want the competition know, uh, to know what they're running out there because, like, well, there's the embarrassment, and then there's also the, oh, oh shit, these guys, they're running a, a you know, half yeah. second faster than we are, and they're trapping four extra mile an hour. How are they doing that? Yeah. So they don't want the, that's why they put the no times up there. So They've uh, got the data,
3: but it doesn't show on the scoreboards. Right. To me, when I'm looking at it, you know, we've kind of already talked about me not being, you know, uh, into the car – seen as you know as long as you guys have but when i'm looking at it from an outsider uh to me life is really about common sense and common sense would say if i'm going to break the law i want as little people to know i'm breaking the law as possible um so that would turn into racing at 3 a.m on a abandoned uh road somewhere uh these kids weren't really necessarily concerned about who's going to uh catch them so when i'm looking at the scenario i'm like hey you guys are just idiots yeah, um, there was no and, thought process oh, in what they doing. And were. move on.
2: I can't grasp. 11 a.m., dude. If if you've never seen Bayshore at 11 a.m., what? 11 a.m. I don't care what time, like what day of the week it is. 11 a.m. is like busy out there. Yeah, it, there are people exercising like all over the place, running, walking, you name it, cycling. It's all. It's like well, crazy.
1: It's a landmark. It's a Tampa landmark you know, uh, visiting the hockey teams that come in, you know, I say hockey because, uh, the, the rink is right there. They're known. The, uh, um, the visitors are known to run that or the staff, they're known to run Bayshore. That's a, that's a thing that they do. So I've been out
2: there many times and I've never seen anything like that before.
1: You know, how much of this too is, and again, let me, I'll, I'm going to just talk about this and I'll get it off my chest, but, uh, my, a lot of my problem was the media, too, painting this as a, a street racing incident. you know. And, again, I, my definition of street racing is different than, than what they're trying to portray. This wasn't a setup. Well, at least as far as I know, this wasn't a setup deal where, hey, I'm going to honk three times and then we're going to go. That may have happened, but it, it just doesn't make any sense that this was in, in any way a street race other than them next to each other the Mustang hits it, the, then the ultimate tries to go. And then next thing, you know, you're next to your buddy and you're, you're, you're just speeding. And then before you know it, I mean, in a 500 horsepower car, 400 horsepower, whatever that thing is, how, how quickly can you get to to hundred miles an hour? A blink of an eye. It takes how many times at, you know, I work at a dealership and Will's worked at a dealership before. And, and Tony, like the first thing that customers say is, Man, I was just cruising. I looked down. I'm going 80 miles an hour, right? How many times have you heard that? A ton. So
2: But how many cars... This is my biggest thing. How many cars can do that and handle a curve while doing it from stock? Yeah. <laughs> they're, oh. not, they're not equipped from the factory to do that. There are very few cars... In Let alone the driver, too. ...bone stock to go ahead and just throw that in with street tires that are like cheapo... You know, right from the factory, I guarantee you that Mustang all season stock tires. tires. No, se- oh, it's it's garbage.
1: Yeah, it's it's just that was my big gripe. You know, so to kind of wrap up this whole street racing thing, because this we could talk about this for hours. Uh, shortly after this whole incident happened, I was one of the first on scene on another accident, which I learned to be a quote unquote street racing incident uh, right in front of where I work. So. Um I was in our work truck. We had dro- uh, just dropped off a car. I hear an engine revving and I'm like, "Okay, that sounds pretty good." I look up and I'm trying to find where it's coming from. Then I hear whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, you, you hear that you hear that big engine? I can imme- uh, immediately tell it's a, it's an American car, you know, something with eight cylinders, it's manual. <laughs> and so I'm hearing this thing and I look up and I see a uh, blue charger or challenger i don't know what it it was i hate those cars there was a big boat (laughs) a land yacht uh getting on it but honestly it sounded really good so i'm like oh okay then i look over and i see another similar car i i I couldn't recognize it because i was focusing on this blue car so is there a helicopter landing pad on the on the hood yeah basically there could have been but this is another four-lane highway divided you know there was no uh intersection but um, the blue car quickly approaches on traffic, shoots over to the right. He was in the left lane, so he shoots over to the right to get in front of this white car. Then he shoots back over to the left. And what happens after, you know, I think Turn 15 got its name from a car being unsettled and going where the car wants to go. Same thing happened with this blue car. It went from the left lane to the right, car came unsettled, still on the gas, shoots the steering wheel to the left, and the car just shoots over across traffic and into the oncoming northbound traffic and hits an, an, another person who had nothing to do with this guy's poor choices and hits a black, like uh, like a Buick Regal or something. Time of day? Head on at 11 o'clock in the fucking day. <laughs> so so I'm, I see this whole thing go down. One of my coworkers is just driving. I'm in the passenger seat and I've got another coworker in the back. I see it happen. I see the car come over. I see it cut across. All of a sudden, I hear the I hear the accident. I see the smoke. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Drive, drive, go, 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 go. So we're like maybe six cars behind it. We pull up to the accident. I tell you know I tell my coworker, "Call 911. Uh, let him know." Th- this I knew this was bad. My adrenaline kicked over, kicked on. I jumped out the car. I run to the blue uh challenger or whatever it was and the guy gets out of the car and he spills out he's got blood everywhere and he's looking at me i'm saying hey hey hey, you're okay you're okay trying to calm this guy down he's freaked out he's like did you see that did you see that i'm like yeah man i saw it he goes he's chasing me he's chasing me i said okay okay well you're good now i don't know who the fuck he's talking about but he's saying someone's chasing him so I, I see that he's got a very bad wound um, on his head and I can see the guy's skull. And I, I cannot unsee this. Uh, not to get graphic, but <laughs> or any more graphic than that, but this guy's in trouble. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to settle down. Sit down, sit down. Let's go sit on this curb. He, he kind of turns away from me and walks right into the traffic. And I'm like, oh shit, this guy's going to get hit by a car. Luckily, the oncoming traffic stops and uh, other co-workers got out the car, and it was right in front of the other dealership. The dealership salespeople come out, and they heard the whole thing. Luckily, someone came out with medical equipment. Um, They put pressure on his wound, you know, and they got him sat down. I go to the other black car. Um, Luckily, by that time, someone was already there. I wanted to check and make sure no one's in the back seat, because maybe this lady had a a kid in the back. Who knows? But um, I see that she's coherent. You know, she's... She's moving. She's actually trying to call whoever, her loved ones, to that she's okay and probably get some help. And um, I com- come to find out, I guess her, her arm was broken. Um, she was trapped in the car for about 15 to 20 minutes, not able to get out. That's how bad she was hit. The, the whole car just crumbled. Um, the Challenger had the whole front end basically ripped off. The engine was almost damn near in the where the radio should be. That's how hard these guys hit. So, long story short, um, they arrest this guy. They take him to the hospital, and then they arrest him. Um, This lady's, you know, she was released later that night. She's, you know, she's hurt pretty good, but she's she's going to make it. And then I get phone calls, and I get news channel, uh, news channel eight, and all these local news crews wanting to talk to me about this street racing accident. So initially, I'm like, street racing accident? Well, this guy was just being a dick. You know, he wasn't necessarily street racing, but obviously I understand their point because this is a hot, this is a sexy story because they just had a, a, a mother and her daughter die because of a street racing accident. Guess what? Here we go. they have more coverage. They have another story to, to report on. So they talk to me about it and I say my piece and I also offer at that point, I don't just want to necessarily talk about this. I want to kind of slide in there that there's a lot of alternatives uh, to street racing and just speeding in general. Um, it, it's not necessarily just an alternative, but it's it's education, driver's education, and it's responsibility when you're going to have a car this fast. Uh, you need to know what you're working with, go out to an autocross, see what it does. When you turn the wheel to the left going 60 miles an hour, Ben, this is something you're going to have to learn. What's going to happen, you yes. know... So it, it just comes with experience. So, uh, but naturally they cut most of that out and they just wanted to report on an, another Tampa Bay street racing injury. Um, so that's been heavy on my mind for the last you know month.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, here's my thing. I, I've always, I, I was raised on the, the concept of, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to play around, be smart and do it for a very short period of time, choose the right location You know the right surroundings you obviously don't want to get pulled over for these activities right but but there's other people on the road you know and did I do that all the time no did I do some stupid things yes we all have anything like that no look the the older I get and the more time that I spend instructing on the track and running out there the less aggressive i drive on the street i start to drive slower than the speed limit <laughs> just what? yeah just not paying attention to the road it's just very going true by, i mean seriously just like i just go by what feels right for the road not even paying attention to what the speed is or whatever just it it is what it is i'm going a to b you know and the adrenaline and 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 that stuff i use at the at the track
1: i can attest to that totally I ex- and I, yeah, you're, so when you're at the track, you're 100% focused. What, how do you feel at the end of a track day?
2: Worn out, exhausted. My heart has been pumping nonstop. If you run like a, a heart monitor or a so smartwatch or something that's, that's monitoring it, it's crazy what it looks like after a 30-minute session.
1: So what do you want to do? You want to relax afterwards? You want to get home? You want to get to your hotel yeah. and just cool out? You don't want to drive like a dick.
2: <laughs> so. The first time I ever did it is has a memory associated with it and it was a, it was a one day event and I came off the track. I was nervous going up the whole week, going up to the event, I registered no insurance for the track, you know, all this stuff. I was a green student and I wanted to complete it. No mechanical issues, no crashes. Right. So I remember pulling into the hot pits, finishing the event and going, that was the most adrenaline filled thing that i've ever done in my entire life over any roller coaster or any kind of daredevil stunt i've ever pulled outside of a car whatever and thinking like how i want to just continue to do this this is just unreal you can't get this rush anywhere else you the street i'm sure you can get the same kind of rush if you're going to continuously drive like an idiot weaving through traffic splitting lanes using the emergency lane i mean look Yes, you can do that. You can get that same adrenaline rush from that. But the risks are way too high, too and high. it just goes to show you that it's not a risk about yourself. It's a risk about other people, and you end up killing someone who's now never had a chance to live. Yeah, never had a chance to go on the track or go to their, you know, their first whatever. You know, now you've taken that away from. It's just it. Hard when you have here. that reality in your mind, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it at all.
1: So how do we, you know, how do you get that? We understand it now. We're at the ages that we are. But just 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds just don't get it. I mean, I, I, there was no alternatives pitched to me when I was that age. Other than, well, I should, I, I'll take that back there was later after this whole thing got really out of hand, then the track started offering, you know, street racing night at Bradenton motorsports.
0: Yeah. We had the same thing. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah.
2: It was a cool thing.
1: Yeah. So that came, but that came a little bit later. So luckily they, the, the, uh, the motorsports community, uh, is sensitive to it and has begun to offer events, uh, to kind of entertain, you know, the danger and, uh, the allure that is street racing and try to say hey that's all great bring it to the track have a grudge race what's better than beating your beating this kid's ass at in front of the of ten thousand people how much more adrenaline can you get at a, right. at a quarter mile track than that
0: i think some of it has to do with the cars too the cars that we were driving back in the day my car you know if you're taking this mustang into consideration my car was pretty quick back then but it made half the amount of power that this car does so you're you're getting to go directly to jail speeds much faster than you used to be able to.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Oh yeah, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. To so my, my first car was a, uh, a eight valve, two liter, non turbo Jetta Ooh. that just is maybe a notch faster than the Miata. <laughs>
0: so you could literally have a street race and probably never break seventy.
2: No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But my my dad exposed me to autocross when I was that age when I was 14, 15, whatever he he, awesome. he went out and ran autocross and I'd root for him on the sidelines and uh I thought it was like the coolest thing, like racing you know it's like not it's not really racing but mm-hmm. it's a it you know it it made me think about that kind of stuff you know and unfortunately, I had exposure to somebody who was smart enough to construe the right things and say that in moderation, everything's cool, you know, don't, you know, do short bursts on the road and, you know, get back down to the speed limit if you're gonna do anything like that. And and places like Autocross or the Drag Strip or or the Road Course stuff is is where it's at. You know, that's that's where you that's where you get a chance to or a go kart track, Ben. Oh yeah. Go karting. Ben's uh Ben's picked up go karting.
3: Master go karter. And
2: is that so? On more than one occasion has pulled out uh, a faster lap time than I have
3: when we say more than one we're referencing three for three wow no, no.
1: No, no, no. oh man no, no, no.
2: at Braden or not Bradenton uh Anderson uh, Bushnell
1: Bushnell
3: not just all I know is the last three times we've reached me
2: out at Bushnell and at uh the electric go-karts right right right
3: yeah. you'd be out of boys my skills here. which electric skills go-kart track?
2: the one in uh, I don't
3: know the, the one over uh MLK MLK Oh, Tampa Tampa. Bay Grand Prix. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think I set the course record. Um, Oh, wow. No, just kidding. (laughs) Not (laughs) at all. So you would have been in 24 second range if you were on the red track,
2: if you were fast. So now I'm on the weight loss program, too. Oh, nice. You know
3: right now he doesn't want to admit that i am a better driver so he just admits that he's a fatter driver so, so
2: instead we're, we're gonna put two dudes in a miata and just see where see where it goes
3: right right next is autocross right down the key west is where it yeah, goes yeah right <laughs> right
2: speaking of racing like real racing let's talk le about real race cars le mans happened
0: well there was a real race it just wasn't in lmp1 oh, that's, fair. <laughs> that's
2: fair that's fair so we got to f- look, if we're going to talk about categories and all that crap, probably ought to explain it because there's probably some
1: listeners that don't
2: even know what the hell LMP1 or LMP2.
1: Let's talk about endurance racing. OK. What is it? Well, what, so we're talking about the Le Mans, 24 hours of Le Mans and uh, one of the one of the biggest races ever. I mean, one of the most historical races ever. I mean, twenty. I mean, no. Yeah. What Can was you- certainly in Europe?
0: Okay,
2: it's got to be the biggest. Am race I saying in this wrong? Is it the, was it the eighty sixth running? Yes, I think. Okay, so that's a long time to be yeah. having the same event. Yeah, very similar. So, so, so part of it's a real track. Mm-hmm. Some of it's uh, old roads in France. Right, like you can see the lines in the, the in the road. They from the cargo going across turn- the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've turned into a track.
1: So for twenty four hours, twenty four hour endurance racing. How many races are actually going on in that race? How many classes?
2: We got. Uh, Was it four? LMP one, LMP two, GTE Pro, and GTE Am.
1: So about four different races happening all in the same time. Right. Very so similar to the. There's the obviously Sebra a car.
2: one, two, three overall. Right. So usually the LMP one. Usually the LMP one cars will edge out uh, first. LMP two will show up second somewhere somewhere down the, l- the list.
1: And who got first overall and second overall this year?
2: Uh I
1: don't was remember it I don't remember. No? Porsche was wasn't
2: there for L M P one this year, oh, Well, so it sucks for them.
1: I think it was Toyota, um finishing first and second.
2: Was
0: it? Mm. Who does Alonzo drive for? For Toyota. Oh, okay, then it was them. Yeah, exactly. It's less important than who was actually in the car. It was Alonzo.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> so this race obviously has been going on for a long time. And with that, there's come the, uh, racing breeds uh, rivalries and the excitement. You know, NASCAR, uh, drag racing, whatever. You're going to have your favorites. Um, brands, drivers. So the whole point of brands being involved in motorsport and in racing is to hire the, the, the best drivers in the world and represent their brand. What happens when that brand wins, you you create followers, and uh, you get excitement for the brand, and then you want to go out and it's, buy it, a...
2: It channels down to enthusiasts, right? So now right. you've got these, these race winners proven with the manufacturer, with the car. They associate that, that that technology chains down
3: to your... The Toyota Camry? And it does. Toyota Camry. That's right. You really, you really think that. Like, people <laughs> buy a Camry because Toyota won LMP1 in a 24-hour even though their car looks more so, the technology trickles down. I would say
1: no, one thousand percent. That's the only reason why brands are are, are part of of racing. They want to create an excitement about their brand. That's why Toyota's in NASCAR. Right. That's right. why uh, Porsche does what they do. And you know, so yes, that's why that's why the brands are. They want to create excitement about the brand, so that when they go to shop for a sports car, they're going to go. They want to drive a nine eleven because they know that's what wins. Right. Because they 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 see that win. Right.
3: But like. Okay, to me, remember, I'm way outside, yes. not, not super enthusiast. Come on in, um, water's fine. But when I'm looking at, uh, <laughs> you know, 24-hour, yeah, yeah. there's four classes. The most recognizable classes are the lower two. So I'll see a 911 win, right? Mm-hmm. But now I just see this, like, crazy-looking future box thing future when box Toyota, thing? right? It's uh-huh. actually a uh-huh. uh, perfect description. None of their cars look like the one that won.
1: Right. Um, the prototype would it be more cars. beneficial
3: for uh, a Camry to be out there just shred it up.
1: <laughs> well, the Camry is a front-wheel drive car, so probably
3: not. Right. See, you know, like I said, not enthusiast. I have no idea what I'm
1: talking about. <laughs> so, but no, you, the the association comes from the brand pushing technology and pushing, you know, hybrid technology to the forefront, which is going to well, trickle down to so a hybrid their Corolla so. is going to go out there and just well, whoop up out. on 911s. So, is what so you're here's me.
2: here's one factor, and I, I'm with you, Ben. I'm all about what you're saying, but listen. <laughs> There is another key factor that's grown in racing in the last, like, decade. Mm-hmm. And uh, it used to be just, like, you know, Porsche 935s are just spitting flames at every gear shift. And on the on the braking, it's just, like, running tons of fuel everywhere, right? But now, it's all about efficiency. So Hell yeah, brother. they got to run the best, uh, you know, run consume the least amount of fuel, make the least amount of stops, you know, the least amount of anything that they need to change on the car for the duration of the race. So that they're the most efficient. So th- there's been a huge push to change to that and no doubt efficiency from racing Channels down to a Toyota Camry. I, I would that, that that's that's yes. about the only thing that I would say is like, yeah, this is definitely channeling somewhere down to a Toyota
1: Camry. Absolutely, it is.
3: Yeah. Do you think more vegans have started watching uh,
1: <laughs> racing because efficiency has? Well, like, because uh, they're all running, the Prius, the Prius right, club, the Prius owners have uh, yeah. started really that, and they're they're eliminating fossil fuels and running E85. So okay. Well,
2: yes. if yeah. we're talking about that, Porsche did drop out as of last year from LMP1. Here to, we go. No, no. Come on now. They dropped out and said they announced that they were going to compete in Formula E. So an all basically an all-electric Formula race car. Very large and what RC is, cars. Yes. What is more
1: exciting than a car with no engine in it? And no sound. Oh, yeah. Other than gears and Sign air. me up. And their races are 45 seconds long. <laughs> Speaking of... Uh, Sorry. Speaking of Ben's love life. I will, I will say this. <laughs>
2: I will say this, though. The only, the only thing that was impressive is I caught, like, the last five minutes of one of those races the other day. And they show the battery percentage, right? So they're yeah. down to, like, 1% at the end of the race. 1% yeah. battery. Yeah. If my phone hits 5%, I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm like, eh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Where's the charger? But. But that in itself is exciting. That's the exciting part of, of Formula E. There's a lot of unknown. They're pushing the envelope. There is what they're doing in in, in the car with no engine, all electric uh, technology. If something goes wrong, you're in software now. My God, how much are you dependent on if everything running cohesively? No, I, yeah. One thing goes wrong, you're screwed. Yeah. You know, if you lose a if you lose a, a turbocharger, <laughs> you know, you can you, swap it out. You can swap it out. Um, if you lose power steering or uh, something something like that happens, um, and I guess power steering's a bad example, but anything mechanically uh, related. Well, I think
2: I think a good example is I think when Tony, I think you told me this when they first started Formula E, they were changing out the whole car yeah, halfway through the race. You
0: couldn't race a whole race with one car. You stopped halfway through. However, you're not going to wait to charge it. Yeah,
3: exactly. How <laughs>
1: exciting would that be? That's. Just, Lame. intermission
3: yeah intermission. Interraces. that's good <laughs> intermission. If you want to go grab some popcorn maybe refill your drinks yeah. everyone we'll be back. leaves yeah. yeah we'll be right back they, they do is, drive the wheels off hour. those things
0: though i think will was at my house one time and we watched
2: a uh, a guy just dive bomb another guy and trash the car yes they flop around They're, they do those street they do the races in the street right i mean mm-hmm. not street racing oh, street Jesus. circuit <laughs> <laughs> and uh and they're going through that course, and they're hitting some bumps and hitting each other. And, like, the whole chassis is just, like, flopping around. I and mean, I know they're trying to keep it as light as possible, but it's it's really funny looking.
0: It's about as close as you're going to get to a, a large-scale electric go-kart is really all
2: it is. Look, to me, that just ruins everything for me because, like, I, I grew up on sound. I grew up on yeah. flames, burbling, backfires, just, like, the whole experience it for me is, is – the victory and the sound and the whole experience,
1: just all central, centralized around that. How far are we from autonomous e hybrid racing?
0: I don't autonomous? know. How far is to- how far is Toyota Whose computer out from doing is better? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, think about it right now. Uh, or just like
2: a VR experience oh and they're God, racing that'd be awesome a car too. that they're not in.
1: How far are we from that? I uh, mean, kids are kids are getting picked up from Gran Turismo and Forza and all these other uh, games where they're excellent the best online racers in the world are being selected and taught how to drive real cars well some of these guys haven't really panned out a couple have but imagine if the technology got to the point where hey yeah actually that's a good point well vr put on a set of goggles and watch a car i mean we're
2: flying drones into like places in the middle east and dropping bombs oh geez here we go i think a lot
0: of a lot of raw drivers would would drop out at that point because the sensation of speed and being in the car oh, yeah. is gone at that point. We're not that far off from that. I mean, would you even go watch a race that cars are being driven around the track and they're not even in? Does them? anyone go no. do
1: anything these days?
2: <laughs> do that's I true. go and watch RC cars in a dirt track? No. no, some people
1: do. I know some people do. I'm just saying I don't. And that's the young, the younger crowd, and our children and their children. Who there knows are, okay, how far we are? So from
2: we're that. on that topic. There are people that log on. On computers, watching people play video games. That would be me. That, yeah, that awesome. would be also yeah, also also me. That would be Twitch.
1: I spend a lot of time on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Leave I us out of I, it. I,
2: it's like I can't do that. Did I grow up playing oh, soccer? so good. Yes. Would I watch soccer? I have a hard time with it. Do, I,
1: do you know there's a Jason Voorhees game, like a reboot of like the original game? And I have spent so many hours on Twitch watching people play this Jason game. I can't believe that. You can either be Jason or you could be one of the campers. And your whole job is to find the car battery and put the battery in the dead car <laughs> and find the keys, all while Jason is chasing you. And I have watched this on Twitch for hours and hours. It's one of my favorite channels to watch. Wow. I I I'm comp- I don't know. It might be because I'm listening to Ghost a lot more. <laughs> but Twitch is a real deal. And I watch Forza like, too. That's a little less exciting. So but that
2: uh, brings me to another thing. Like everyone asks me, like, why the hell do you not play Forza? Like I. I love it. I know you do. Yeah. You play it, right? No. Eh, not anymore. To, no.
1: Forza it's uh I use that for Sebring. Um I use that to get the turns down and kind of try to see what transitions and a lot of it does. You got to turn the line off though. There's this adjusted line um that the computer will show you which doesn't necessarily uh it's- work for a High horsepower car or a low horsepower car or even an average momentum car. They, driving, yeah. Yeah, the whole but thing. the but it kind of shows you the course. So I always we always turn the line off and we turn off all the not necessarily the assist, but we it's just cool to see the track. So I would highly suggest it if we're going to go to Road Atlanta. Oh yeah, we kind of know that track no, no. already, but yeah, I would say drive that a few times if you're going to go to walk you know Watkins or anything like that. Try, drive it online and you have a, an advantage right there. But um, so our Forza players. Car enthusiasts or game enthusiasts? Both. And I thank God for that because I think gaming is blending that line and bringing more kids to the uh, enthusiast side. And if, if, that, if that wasn't the case, Forza, a lot of guys would, like me would be out of, out of work.
2: Forza's <laughs> at, if, you, if you go to races, if you go to Le Mans, you go to Sebring 12 hours, All you go to Daytona, Forza is there. Forza is at Rolana. They're, they're, they have a booth. They, they sponsor have sponsorship cars. written all over the bridges and stuff. Um, you know, they pull analytics from from the real races. They scan the tracks everywhere, kind of like a Google Earth type thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Familiarizing yourself with the track. But listen, it doesn't mean that you've taken everything and you can just go and transfer it. I, I have a, um, a mentor that told me this and it stuck with me, but this is a legit story. He was instructing somebody for the first time at Seabring, and the guy was like, I, I know everything about this. I've <laughs> been playing Forza for years and I'm very good at it at Seabring and I pull this amount of time, whatever. So he gets to turn sixteen and turns left
1: instead of right.
3: Whoa.
1: <laughs> I mean, how's that how is that physically possible? How do he- like, it doesn't work I, in Forza either. Was his eyes closed? Yeah, it shouldn't work well, in Forza either. to his
2: defense, there's a whole, like, r- concrete runway out there of, of material. It's not like all of a sudden at the end of the track there's grass, right? So your eyes can look everywhere and see concrete. So he thought there was a are,
1: runoff area? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I
2: don't know what the guy was going through, okay? Because I, before I ever drove Sebring, I drove a whole lot of Gran Turismo at Sebring. Yeah, there you go. You know? And I remember the first time going there, I remember going, this is... Yeah, it's just like what I pictured, you know. I still had a lot to learn about lefts and yeah. rights and what to do at each turn and all that stuff. I was still lost, yeah. But it it definitely helped me move forward quicker. I definitely never made a left instead of a right <laughs> at a at a right-hander. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. It yeah. just goes to show you that you can't rely on all of that and expect to be out there and be an expert right away. It's, it's just not going to teach you everything.
1: You got to check your ego anytime. I think that's one of the first things that they tell you in green classes: check your ego at the door. If you think you're a good driver, that's great. Sure. But, and they're not there to tell you that you're not you just got to check your ego out the door and turn your alert, your listening ears on and just kind of uh and let it in let all the, the knowledge in so
2: so, but so all right so like back to the racing thing right we're talking about Le Mans we're talking about classes and all Toyota. that stuff right to- Toyota won because Porsche wasn't there
1: look this and, was history um, for
2: Toyota It's a great thing for Toyota. Congratulations! Good thing. They spanked the shit. Hopefully, the Camry will get better
1: next year. They spanked the shit out of Porsche previously. Until, I mean, twenty-three hours and fifty-two minutes or whatever it was, and then they had a heartbreaking turbocharger failure. Was that two years ago? Uh, Yeah, sixteen twenty-six. Right. So what
2: happened last
0: year?
1: I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they just straight up lost. But back in sixteen. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't,
0: I don't know that they were actually spanking anybody
1: either, because they were, they were doing, they were, they had a, a they were ninety nine
0: laps ahead, like the third place LMP one right, car this they year. Lost
2: going into limp mode on the last lap.
1: You can't tell me that wasn't the most heartbreaking loss you've ever seen in motorsport history. Second, maybe
2: to okay. Porsches. As a fan for the team that ended up winning, I thought that wasn't a victory. Like in my mind, I was like that
1: but that, how, that deserves a rematch how did porsche re, how did Porter, porsche respond they that whole pit crew went right over to toyota and started oh yeah started yes. grabbing necks it, and crying with the, the chief uh the, the chief engineer and the head you know, of motorsports yeah yeah they were they were crying with them you know porsche was happy but they knew that that was the worst right Right. feeling anyone could ever do
2: and there was a rematch thank god yeah well right? so back to 2018 you can't just walk away from like <laughs> having a mechanical and saying oh i won right
1: how yeah and and that's why we kind of talked about this online about uh about rematches and what breeds uh rivalries uh that would have been cool to see again and and for the next five six years it would have been awesome to see him going back and so forth you're, so you're that guy that, like you agree
2: on how this is going to end up, and then, then the, ga- you know, the game ends, and you go, all right, best out of three.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Like I said online, this is what's good for, this is what's good for fueling the passion of other enthusiasts. And, for sure. And both brands could th- – no one wins by not competing well, uh, with each other. I don't know
0: if Porsche can come back now because now that BMW has released the M8, there's no room left on the track anymore.
1: That's true. The M8 <laughs> takes up
2: about four lanes. Yes. Ben, did you see any?
1: You haven't seen anything about that. No, I'm a loser. Yeah, oh, okay. we we call it the mate. The M8. Mate, the M8 mate's about thirty two feet wide. Mm. Um, a lot of people had fun in photos. There's
0: a lot a of
2: memes. There's a lot of memes going around where like the, the um, they shrunk like the the Fords next to the BMWs. No, that
1: was to scale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's
2: actual footage. Mm. And they made the the BMW just look massive on the track.
0: What do you think about um, Toyota maybe coming to a GT class with their new version of the Supra or whatever? So it's I supposed heard to be? they've it's already like built one.
1: R- or
2: right. I'm so more interested. In here's that. the thing: I heard exactly what you said that 2020 the classes were changing yes. for Le Mans, well, WEC. Yeah, they were dropping. This is what I heard. You confirm confirm for me? Do you guys need a r- more beer? No. Okay. LMP. LMP one was going away, and we were getting like a hypercar class, something was, like that. that. That was the be plan. Awesome. Isn't that what it was? That was the
0: plan to kind of cut budget, which I don't understand how that works, but that was what was
1: said. Well, who's gonna? I mean, well, like a gentleman's league. What are we talking here? Who's what hypercars? Like the the, the McLaren La Ferrari. McLaren La Ferrari would never run that car. I
0: think they want to move to, like, a, a, I was guessing it was a more, like, universal chassis, maybe different manufacturer powertrain. Highly regulated,
2: I'm sure, like the GT class is. Lots of BOP going on. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll have to revisit that conversation because, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I just but heard somebody mention that LMP1 was probably going to go away, and there was some kind of a new class that was going to be less of a, uh, what did you call it? Like a uh, future box? Yeah, future box. Yeah, crazy
3: future box that you can't even imagine driving on the street. Is that the official so. name?
1: <laughs> that is, it's been trademarked. Um, but yes, it's the official you name. Having you, I think, is refreshing because we get we kind of take things for granted sometimes, and we assume people know certain things. So when right. you describe it that way, it, it kind of knocks us down a couple levels, and uh, that's cool. I think we should have you on more.
3: Agreed. Um, <laughs> I am refreshing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but also, to me, like we're saying, the uh, getting rid of one like LMP and going to like a hypercar, thats something that I can see in posters and stuff like that. Like, how many people Four have people posters of LMP one cars? Yeah, Wait, I actually uh, th- three th- people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Tony, me. <laughs> uh, there's there's one on. in Reed's room.
1: But no, you're absolutely right. You can relate. Like while well, you're talking about the Camry, like oh, like this future box doesn't look like a Camry. Well, what if you had a bunch of a NASCAR Supers? has Camrys. Yeah, the Supra, like Supra out there would be really like cool a camera, competing though. with other yeah. cars that are... You know. The same team that has the championship uh, from this year also has a Supra. They built the first uh, Supra, the new, the newly 2019 or 2020 Supra. They've actually put one together already in race, trim, and everything. So Sweet. Um, you'll see that car. It will compete from, well, from what I've read. Anything can happen, but um, it'll compete, and that'll be really fun, and I can't wait to buy one. I'm sorry, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. I we'll, buy one.
0: Then we'll have to have a discussion about BOP when that happens. Uh, BOP, like, win, yeah, you know me. Yeah, like when they let them win a few races and then say, hey, you can no longer run 20 pounds of boost. We're going to knock you back to five yeah. to try and make it fair. But, or add some weight. I don't we think Supra has ever hours. had to add weight. I don't know. That's, the new one looks pretty light. I have you seen the size of the M8? Yeah. <laughs> well... Yeah, the-
2: dude, time out. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. This, this, my dad said this last weekend. It put it put it into perspective. We were working in, inside the house. We had Lamar running in the background, right? And I don't know what brought this up, but he was like, I'm so glad. I don't know. We were talking about Camaros and Mustangs. Something came up about Camaros and Mustangs. And he goes, I'm so glad oh. they're not out there running. And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, they're. Sports cars, and he's like, they're not real sports cars. And I and I stopped for a second. I thought about it, and I was like, uh, okay. He goes, a Corvette is a sports car. Nine Eleven is a sports car. Camaro is
1: not a sports car.
0: Is the M Eight <laughs> a sports car?
2: No. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. Neither is the M Six.
0: Is the Ford GT have you sat a GT in a, car? Have you
2: sat in a real M6? No. I try to stay as it,
0: far away from them as possible.
2: It is not... No.
0: No,
1: it's, it's a couch.
2: It's a boat missile.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's super comfortable. I, I see his point. I guess when, you, when he first said that, I was like, what do you mean it's not a... Sp- uh, you know, uh, What do you mean? Then when there's you describe class, it that way, I, I guess... There's a class
2: for it. Yeah. Do I think... The M8 should race a Panamera. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, where, where do you? If okay, if you if you look outside of of the WEC and you go to IMSA, where you've got Lexus in there, what do you? How do you feel about that?
2: I mean, I'm I'm all about it. Listen, I think I I, I think there's a uh, time and a place for everything, right? And I th- if I think if if Lexus wants to go in. Yeah. A lower budget competition. Um, great. Pirelli you know? World Challenge.
1: Pirelli World Challenge is the place to be. Yes. That's exciting racing.
2: There are Mustangs in there. That's the, more relatable right? Mercedes racing. is in there. There are all kinds of other manufacturers competing in that that aren't in uh, WEC. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that they should be there. The I, R8, think, there's a, I yeah. think
1: there's a class for it, right? Yes. Yeah. So... I think we're in agreement.
2: <laughs> I just yeah. had never thought about that way until he said that yeah. last weekend.
1: Fresh perspectives. I like it. So I think we're pretty much, I think this is good, right? Yeah. This is yeah. good to get back in the saddle. And uh, Where are we going from here? I'm going to go get Clean some Clean the steering wheel? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like for my nose because I sound like I'm super nasally. I'm sorry about that if you're listening to well, me. If you take
2: that yeah, clip off your nose. You That's what it
1: feels like. So we got a steering wheel. We're gonna clean this up. We're gonna get it back on the car. What's left on the Miata? Street racing. Right now you're in the going through it phase. And Yeah. Then, we're then just drive it, enjoy it for a little bit, see what it needs.
2: Yeah. So I mean, we we did find some oil leaks. Um, Inevitable. We went to change the transmission fluid, and found some interesting things. And I don't want to like you know go into a whole detail thing here, but this was interesting. We don't have a lot of detail. We know that the previous owner owned the car for two months. And did a lot of work to it, but there's a lot of stuff that was done prior. So we found things like the transmission fluid is fresh, but there was no transmission fluid up where the shifter goes into the gearbox. So I was like, wow, okay. So that might be the issue associated with our little bit of a fourth to third, um, kind of like a chip. I don't even want to call it a grind because it doesn't really make a full grind noise. Mm -hmm. But... But to the point is like we're we're still learning things about the car, and I'm so glad it's 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 almost July, July August, and you know so so two July months. and August we got two months two to shake months. the car down, get the suspension right, it's sitting too low, you know we got to get the alignment right, get some camber in it that's proper, um, do a full inspection, get the right fluids in the car for the track, and make sure that it's safe that we're not going to just. I don't know, like completely blow out a rear main seal and yeah. um, ruin a track weekend, right? So we we want to have it strong. And so far, I think the cool thing about today has been we went into it with a couple bottles of fluid, thinking we were that's all our expense was, and we've only opened one bottle, so we've gotten a lot done with the car, and under fifteen dollars of expense so far total in the ownership of it in three weeks. So really excited about how cheap this thing has been.
1: Oh yeah. Looking forward to hear more uh updates coming up. Well, at the club. Also,
0: if you disagree with Eli and think that uh Toyota was given a freebie for the 24 hours of Le Mans this year, please leave that in the comments.
1: We would yeah. love to see that. Sure leave it i don't care talk to us so uh we appreciate it. if you guys have anything that you want to add just shoot us a message or post and share the love drink some beeline coffee uh, thanks again to everybody and thanks to ben for being on here and we'll see you guys next time that's it All right, All see, right. you. see yeah. you guys see bye. bye 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 me out of guys